Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick, are you ready to be unchained? How unchained, I should say, do you feel today? How unchained are we getting? Oh, I'm not terribly unchained. Uh, we're uh, we're anticipating the uh, championship game of the uh, NCAA tournament, and you can always be wrong. But I think most of us think the first team to 50 wins tonight, don't yeah. you? Texas Tech and Virginia. Yes. I, I'm a little worried about, and again, uh, we're gonna we'll know soon enough. But uh, I'm a little worried about Texas Tech missing their shot blocker. But it'll be. Uh, it's it's ugly old time gruesome basketball we've had here for uh, on Saturday and uh, it's, you know nothing wrong with that I think it's been it's been fine I I am uh, you you went and took a walk up to the top right all the way to the top what uh, were there people up there no I did it on Friday during the practice okay I, I didn't look up there to see did, where did, did yes. they sit up there yeah there I know they there. sell that many seats yep. but there were I'm people. wondering. Yeah, it's, I, I guess. What do you look at the screens and say you were there? Huh? But here's what I, I didn't like realize. when you yell at the officials from up there, like they're going to get, they're going to, you know, hey, that was a terrible call. What I didn't realize though is you don't look at the screens because they can't have the big end zone screens on because it would screw up with the sh- kids trying to shoot. From the court. So all you can watch is the main center hanging scoreboard video. Oh, really? Yeah. If you looked up, and I saw you. Now, I went up to the press box. Yes. Because I was so far behind Charles Barkley in that CBS set, I couldn't see a thing. Your seats were good, but yeah, up in the press box, I kept looking to see if that big board was put on. It wasn't. The wow. only thing you could watch was the center screen. So only they only showed it during the breaks? Correct. I, I guess that's probably the only time I looked up at it. Yep. Well, I had a good, good enough seat, but... When the game was being decided, uh, the uh, the controversial call, I had to look through heads and couldn't see, and I didn't know that the uh, the Auburn guy had indeed uh, got into his landing area, and I, I thought the game was over. And that, uh, so did the guy, yeah. the uh, public address announcer. Yeah, and so did, uh, and I think Virginia thought so too for five. No matter what they told us later about yeah. having heard the whistle and everything, I think they thought it was over, but. Uh, I I uh, I'm of the belief that if uh it had been the uh the god-fearing uh academically pure uh, Virginia boys uh instead of Auburn that they uh, who jumped into the guy they wouldn't have called it but that's just me. I think there's a 
a, uh, a, a, a I've I've known this for I've I've felt this way since I first covered the Final Four in nineteen. Whenever Reagan got shot, eighty-one. Yes, uh, there was uh, Philadelphia the night that uh, Indiana Bobby Knight beat North Carolina in the final in Philadelphia. That uh, I've slowly gotten to know that uh, the referees know who the NCAA wants to wants to have. So you're saying if that's Duke, if that's Duke Duke. kid jumping in, they basically call Mm -hmm. the foul on the shooter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's right. Charge. It would have been called charging. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, you know it's been been a good old time, and uh, I think that uh, I'm not sure that Minnesotans are that fired up about this thing, not as they were about the Super Bowl, but you still get a lot of people coming to town and yeah. uh, and spending money and drinking. And I talked to Pat, uh, who uh, owns Hoyt, you know, runs Hoyts and and, and owns a hunk of it. Said they've been wall to wall. For some serious since Wednesday night, with some serious meat eaters. <laughs> I, was gonna, and I bet some serious Texas basketball Tech. celebrities you too. Get, yeah, oh yeah. Well, Carlismo had his party in there, and he gets about forty people in there. They get a lot of them, you know. And Clem apparently, uh, Clem came in for dinner uh, like Wednesday, and then the word got out that Clem was there, and all those all his pl- former players started showing up. Oh, that wasn't planned. Not, no, it was some. I think he, a couple of them were going to be there, but then the word got out, and, uh, oh, wow, and a okay. bunch of them showed up uh, to have dinner with him. So put the banners back up, just so that just so they didn't expect Clem to pick up the check. I got news <laughs> for him. So anyway, so, that's all I got to say. Put the ba- put go, the banners go back to Williams up. Arena. Put the damn banners back up. And meanwhile, uh, Richard Patino has uh, gotten himself a uh, what two extra years now. It's through. 2024, is it? 2024? I got it right here. It's through, uh, yes, through 2324. I was working on this earlier today, and I'll probably finish it before the day's over. Oh, I got away from the mic again there, Jonathan. Uh, Somebody will call up and complain. Uh, No, they tweet now. Oh, they, tweet. they never call anymore. They just, Thank they God go the directly. phone is useless. Yeah, my, my bet, my favorite used to be the guy that every day would email me and say, the... The podcast, whatever the on demand hadn't been put up yet. <laughs> you might be you might be ringing the wrong bell here, pal. I, I don't think I can handle that. Anyway, the uh, I used to th- I was writing something like this early, and I'll probably finish it. But I used to think that the greatest scam in head coaching was the guy in the late fifties or the early sixties, the head football coach who invented the coordinator, right? Because before you used to have defensive assistants, okay. right? Sure. And if a team stunk, it was your fault Yes. when you were the head coach. Okay. And then all of a sudden this guy, whatever genius it was, maybe Jim Lee Hall with the Giants, I'm not sure, uh, started thinking. Because a head coach would get the vote of confidence – in the middle of the season from the owner and the GM, and then he get fired at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And some genius coach said, how can I be the guy that's going out there at, when we're two and six giving a vote of confidence, you know? Right. How can I be right, the right. one? How can I, I got to have something <laughs> to put the focus on to then give the vote of confidence so if my defense stinks, I can say... I fully support Billy Bob's and his defense, and then fire his ass when the year's over, and that buys me. <laughs> or 
that buys me a year, an extra year, right? Yeah. And then you run the same scam with the offensive coordinator, right? You yeah. get two, three extra years out of the deal. And the fans all cheat. Yeah, and you, then yep. you, you've put enough focus on the coordinators that before they want to fire the coach, they want to fire a coordinator as 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 this has become a phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. To the point we now even have a special teams coordinator who can take the heat off you. You know, it isn't uh, the fact that uh, our head coach panicked when this kid missed a couple of field goals in Green Bay and then went out to Oakland and never missed one. It's that Prefer didn't teach him how to kick, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's. Uh, it, I used to think that was the greatest scam, but it no longer is. The greatest head coaching scam is... I got to have five you know, is college, big time college sports, football, basketball, men's basketball, right? I Maybe women's basketball. I got to have five years so that I can convince the recruits to come here. That they'll know I stay here. Yes. Of course, none of these kids are smart enough to know that. 80% of these guys that get up and leave in five minutes if they got a better job or any kind of a job or they're going to get fired. It's the biggest bunch of crap in history, okay? The four stars aren't coming to your school with the idea they'll be there four years, right? right. Much less five. They're not coming there thinking they're going to redshirt and play five. And the three stars are just hoping you make them an offer, right? Yes. So it's all complete, utter horse crap. And, uh, but Patino and Petite Coyle's trying to, well, yesterday these two wimps didn't say anything. They didn't make themselves available beyond their statements, which aren't you supposed to be a little prouder of an extension than to hide? This coil. Well, they released it on a Sunday, Pat. Yeah, I mean that yeah, just well, that tells you all. All you yeah, need to well, know right is, in the middle of the tournament, yeah, right they on released Sunday, it because yeah. they know they know they're going to get some heat because he's forty and seventy in the Big Ten. Yep. But I'm not saying I don't think he should be fired. I didn't think he should be fired. I think you know let him keep coaching, but he doesn't need a two year extension. There's no sense in giving him a two year extension. You know, the buyout is what two million now, so it's not that big a deal. But it's just. Everybody, this scam has now been run for 20 years, 15 years probably, that, well, the kids got to know I'm staying in. And everybody, football, they all run that same crap. Jerry Kill ran it better than anybody. He needed seven years for, you Before know. Before he ever coached the game, right? Yeah, right. Didn't he get an extension? No, did I, didn't, no this, I think he did. I think it was one. after his one year. After he said, this one. is so bad, I need more. Yes, but uh, in the ADs are complicit in this. A, if they fire, hired the guy, but Coyle obviously likes Patino. But there is no, you know, what what they should be saying to Patino is, yes, you can stay. You know, you, you're 40 and 70 in the Big Ten, but you had a nice little stretch down the season, and we were going to fire you, but you uh, won three of your last four in the, to get to 9 and 11. And then you won two games in the Big Ten tournament, and then you won a game. So you get to stay. But there is no reason to give him a two-year extension. It's going to have zero impact on recruiting, right? Right. But part uh, part of the scam, though, is 
have a decent year, and then make sure that you're linked to one or two more jobs, too. The, the Arkansas thing, you knew he was going to get an extension last week when the Arkansas thing came out, no matter how yeah, folly it, it might have been. Now, we don't know if uh, Rick called Arkansas, because he had a friend there, and asked him to spread the rumor, like he did when Rick was gonna, when Richard was going to go to Alabama, and he called a sports writing buddy of Alabama and asked him to start the rumor that Richard had a chance to get the Alabama job, even though it was complete, again, to use the very classy phrase, horse crap, uh, even though it was complete horse crap, Alabama had no interest in him. But now the legend on Gopher Hole is that he turned down the Alabama job. He did not turn down the Alabama job. They didn't even want to talk to him. And Arkansas gets their choice. Did Musselman get the job yeah, yet, by the he, way? He, he took, took the, the job, job yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, you know, you got the, you got Eric Musselman or you got, who's, you know, done wonders at Nevada or you got this guy. What, what, what's he bring to the table? Right. 40 and 70. And he's going it's in. Just all I got news for you. You're going into a tougher conference, the SEC. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, I'm what, you know, he should be coaching next season. And if they want to give him a two year extension, that's fine. But to believe that somehow it has a positive impact on recruiting is idiocy, and don't go for it. You're being scammed. And by the way, Mark Coyle is a complete wimp and uh, one of the greatest embarrassments in the history of this department. And one reason there's nobody going to any sports events because he does zero selling to the public. He might sell to the corporate boys. He might sell to some of those people. But he does zero selling of this program to the public. An impossible, an invisible AD is not good for a Big Ten program that's got the football stadium 40% full, the basketball stadium 60% full, and the hockey arena 50% full. Have you heard anything behind the scenes about his approach, though? Well, they I think most... Most people over here, some of the coaches know that all he cares about is the big three, but he doesn't. He doesn't treat them with the disdain of actually existing like Norwood did. Yeah. You know, Norwood wanted to run a a program with a football team and a basketball team and get rid of everybody he else. Prefer yeah. hockey was out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but I think Coyle is fairly well thought of by the, the But the is Coyle afraid there. to get out in front of the public? Why? Because to to what you're saying, it is odd to have an AD. Well, I think he co- does go to quiet. talk to, you know, the, the groups that got money, but as far as presenting himself to the public, he does nothing. And it's, you know, it's, I, I you know, he's not going to, he's not going to fill a stadium, but he's got to, he's got to become visible. Right. That's know? what, yeah. And Jonathan, this man said that he was not unchained today. He started off by saying, I'm not very I've unchained. I've been loud the whole uh, time here. I better calm down here. No, it's good. What are you, what are you talking about? It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm just saying you said that you weren't unchained, and you are unchained, and you're not wrong. I am unchained. I'm unchained about the, uh, you know, the, I, and I'm unchained because people are accept, that people accept getting scammed. <laughs> I don't mind that Coyle wants to put extra money there and burn it. I don't care what happens to the university. They don't care about their money anyway. But uh, I don't mind that. But I, I I hate people who take all this nonsense at 
at face value. It's just nonsense that Patino is Tanino, Patino is being allowed to stay. He's not doing us a favor. He's not doing us a favor by signing a two-year extension. And then, oh, he likes it in Minnesota. Well, you should, because where the hell else are you going to get a job this good in the Big Ten, okay? And, you know, Nebraska just fired a coach every bit as good as Patino to pay a guy $5 million or whatever it is to replace him. Yeah. So you should be grateful that the university we, – we should not be grateful that Patino's staying. Patino should be grateful that the Gophers kept him. We love to be scammed, though. Oh, we do. We, we love I don't to, know if, we I don't know how many times all like the it. nonsense. We like it. He is an amazing story, though, that – I you know I've been following basketball mostly most of my follow go for basketball intensity has been since Muscleman seventy one so and and because he's the one who made it relevant Bill and and it's been relevant now I mean the crowds aren't what they used to but it's still been a big part of us for what so seventy one to eh, fifty years what, almost yeah, 50, fifty years, years. Yeah. and this guy has gotten less heat for doing nothing than anybody in in any coach in that time. Dutch got more heat than him when he was winning. Uh, it's, it, it, he's, I, and I really don't know Munson what it is. Munson certainly eventually did. Oh, yeah. Munson and his record was the same. I, he went to one tournament. He didn't win a game. But Patino hadn't won a game till this year either. So Anyway, and, you know, this side, he made the tournament. Well, half the Big Ten teams make the tournament. Right. You know. Right. It's, it's not a, no this this year more than a half eight out of fourteen, but you're it's right, like going to a bowl game. But you're right about how this works now. You have a decent year, you get a school to act yeah. like they care about you, or you at least drum that but, up. But I'm and not then even you get sure. The I don't think he had to win an NCAA tournament game to get this extension. I'm not even sure he had to make it. I think, I think this guy wanted to give him a, an really? extension. Yes. See, I, I would I'd say well, he had they, to make it. Yeah, and then well, the Arkansas thing comes up. And well, he can here's use the that. difference: if they were going to give him, if they were going to give him a extension, instead of recruiting it without any kind of a real announcement or press conference on a Sunday, they would have done it about eleven thirty p. <laughs> about eleven thirty p.m. on a Saturday, right? This was akin to a news dump. Yeah, it was. Which ordinarily is reserved for firings, <laughs> yes. suspensions, like Holton yeah. Hill on Friday. Yes. This is a news dump extension. Yes. I don't think that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Now you got me fired up again. Holton Hill. How long is the NFL going to get away with four-game suspension for PEDs? Baseball gives you half the season. Yeah. How long is the NFL going to get away with four games? And how come they don't get any heat? When baseball was only giving you 50, it was like, oh, it's this is terrible. You can go back and read all the columns about when uh, – who played in the playoffs? Uh, the shortstop for uh, G- Johnny Peralta. Yes, and and the, yeah. and Cabrera would have too, but Toronto didn't play him. Right, mm-hmm. Toronto didn't play him, but Johnny Peralta. It was Christine Brennan's got a column I found in USA Today, just absolutely off the charts. You know, baseball you is know a what? disgrace. 
I don't think it's ever going to change because baseball's held to a standard where PEDs are the devil, and football, it's like, oh, you got caught. Yeah, you got caught. Yeah, baseball's right. held. I, I think you you wrote this about baseball a month ago oh, or yeah. so. They're just held to a, a yes, different standard all, because of all matters because of how sacred we still consider it, despite the fact that we also are bored by it most of the time and find yes. it incredibly flawed. And, and I can't answer why. And and plus. Uh, okay, let's national. I'm not talking about people that are focused on one sport, okay? But national outlets, the 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 the, the columnists at big newspapers, and and for the most part, baseball's a pain in the ass because there's too many games. They like football. You go into a town on Friday, you hang there, you can leave Monday. Uh, they like football, so they, you know, to to justify their ignoring baseball, they go, I'm not going to any games because they let them take steroids. Meanwhile, the MVP of the Super Bowl is a guy who got popped for steroids before the season. And nobody, and the Fox, yes. Fox broadcast never mentioned it. Never mentioned Edelman uh, having started the year with a four-game suspension because of PED. And it bothered almost nobody. No, no, it doesn't bother anybody. But I just wonder why they get away with it. But, you know, what the hell. I think it's because we love to come down on baseball, and we love yes. to act like the if you hit a home run, juiced up, you yeah, are yeah. the Antichrist. Yeah. But if you catch a pass, juiced step, well, you were just trying I, to yes, be better. Yes, you want to do. Yeah, that's true. That is, that is absolutely true. Anyway, I got a question for you. Yes, the final four. So you you referenced the eighty one game at I believe the Spectrum at the time. Yep. What's that like in the last what forty years now or so? Oh yeah, this thing. I mean, this thing on Saturday. The Metrodome was a cute little dome f- final yes. four, but you're watching this thing on Saturday. There's seventy thousand people plus there, which I totally buy. There was. Yeah, I think there were. There were. Uh-huh. You know the. The court's now raised at the 50-yard line. And and it's not even raised. It was on a floor. It was this high up. I mean, it was just okay. not raised. The, po- the point being, though, has there been, as much as the Super Bowl has grown in magnitude, when you look at how this thing has ascended? Oh, yeah. It's incredible from when I was a kid. But uh, let's. I, I was at the first one that was at a dome, was Superdome, was I think when uh, Freddie Brown threw the ball to... Uh, North North Carolina, you know when they North Carolina State Georgetown, game? no Georgetown, oh, North okay. Carolina. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Because the the uh, the George the uh, North Carolina State Houston game was played in the pit in Albuquerque. Okay, which is uh, thirteen thousand seats. You know, thirteen fourteen thousand seats. Great basketball gym, but but uh, at the first one, and I remember doing what you guys, you and Cunningham did. I went up to the top of the Superdome and said, "What in God's name are you watching?" But you know now you bring your cell phone and watch it that way. It's I I think one of the big things is I don't know how closely this could be tied to the I just want to be there the start of the I just want to be there yeah. instead of why in the hell would I go to that right you know why why would I go sit. That's got to be a hundred and fifty yards away. Yeah, I mean that's almost the that was almost the start of it. But I think people complained a lot more than that. I remember talking to people when they eighty four. I think it was eighty four right? when they uh, 
were leaving New Orleans and saying, ah, I couldn't see anything. Now, now, now people won't admit that they paid 250 bucks to sit up and not see anything, right? But it's uh, <laughs> so true, yes. But it uh, when it wasn't in Judd until seventy five, is it four seventy five that non champions started going. You had to win your conference. There was a twenty one to twenty four team tournament. They would, I think, there were sixteen conferences that had bids. You know, that had bids, or maybe it was only fourteen. So if you won the Big Ten, you got to go. The Gophers had a 15-3 and three team that was fantastic that didn't get to go because Michigan was 16-2 and two and beat them twice. And I think the there was a game between uh, North Carolina State and Maryland, and they were the two best teams in the country. That was the year North Carolina State beat UCLA and ended David Thompson and those guys and ended the streak and. And Maryland had his team of the three guards, Mo Howard, John Lucas, and White Kid. I can't remember what they had. Uh, they had called them the three guards, and they played a hundred and something to a hundred and something, couple of overtime game in the ACC final, and then Maryland went home because North Carolina State beat them. And somebody at the NCAA said, eh, you know, we got to start letting these teams in. And I think the, they went the next year, they went to 32. And then it then it started growing, but yeah, you were you know it was a there was some years where it was as few as twenty one teams I think because they they would have the conference champions and then they would take independents Marquette and sure you know but if they didn't if they couldn't come up with eight independents they thought were good enough they'd only invite five or six or something like that and it was a two weekend thing you know like the Gophers the Big Ten champion Gophers. That got beat in uh, in eighty two in Birmingham. They were in the Sweet Sixteen, winning one game. You know they played terrible. They beat East Tennessee State, and then they got beat by Louisville. But you only had to if you were a conference champion, you only had to win once, and you were then Sweet Sixteen. Sometimes you got to buy into the Sweet Sixteen. So anyway, yeah, it's changed dramatically. I've told you the story that I was looking back at uh, a state basketball tournament thing here in the Twin Cities when it was huge. And I ran across the Walton game, you know, when Walton made 21 out of 22 shots and they beat Memphis, whatever year that was. Yep. And I think it was played, it's still played on, uh, no, it must have been played on Saturday. And it was six paragraphs with short form box scores on like page five. You know, Walton nearly perfect or something and then both games were like little things so yeah it's it's growing fantastically i think how much gambling's had an incredible amount to do with it not only betting on the games but you know filling out the brackets and the whole sure, thing sure yeah but it it is a it's a i i i think looking at it's it it is a wonderful drama when you end up with four teams like this, because you think, okay, you know, because you get all the big boys and it's not that. But here, okay, okay, anybody can, you know, anybody, Bobburn can, you know, you just, you get to that sweet 16 and then you beat somebody and, you you know, you got a chance. So I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, when you get unlikely teams in there, it shows us that it's a, it's a, it's a fun deal. Now, a lot of people are upset, you know, they're, 
tickets are half the price they'd be if yes. if Duke was in the final tonight with Zion playing. But uh, anyway, I, I got to tell you though, I'm my heart is racing with excitement over the possibility Duke's going to get popped on the Zion Williamson stuff by this crazy lawyer Avante, isn't it? I mean, he's putting it right out there. How they paid off Nike, paid off the mother, and the whole deal. And he's got the he's got the documents and the whole thing. And the, Nike's getting him put in jail for uh, for extortion. But he's uh, you know as well as I do the NCAA, that if this happens, something's going to come up and they're going to exonerate them all. Oh, they're going to exonerate the Dukevsky for first. Yeah. This is wooden too. You know, this is wooden too. If the NCAA never acted on UCLA until about four years after Wooden was retired, right? Yeah, and you could—they cannot if if they if they would reveal this whole. But you know, Duke. I'm not saying Duke was cheating when they got Grant Hill and those guys, but the one and done era, everything's changed. The shoe companies decide who goes where. Yeah. You know, yes, and uh, it's you know. But if you pop, so what do, he's doing is busting yourself. So basically, NCAA. to me, it looks like he's saying, "Don't tell me." Yeah, I want, yeah. I want every good one you can send me. Yeah. Don't tell me. The FBI is doing work that the NCAA had no interest in doing. Yeah, and or didn't but, want but, done. But I wonder if the FBI is going to go after Nike. They got the, they got the little, they got the little, they they caught the sunfish. They haven't caught the whale yet. Right. If they go after Nike, college, this will be the last college basketball tournament that that is. <laughs> this will be post the next yeah. college tournament will be the post apocalypse tournament. The you one know? where we just pay it'll, the kids. It'll so be we... the. It'll be the. It'll be the Kevin Costner movie when you're walking around after the world's been destroyed. Right. Yes. If they get Nike. Uh, what the heck is going on with St. Thomas? You you had that story last week. That's a uh, really interesting story. Well, uh, here's what I know. All I know is I got a call at 6.20 a.m. on Thursday, I believe it was. When was it in? Friday? Your story? Yeah. It was yeah, in Friday. the next day. Yeah, 6.20 a.m. Yeah. From a basketball coach, not Johnny Tower, in the MIC, not, not the St. Thomas coach, and said... Ricey, do you know what's going on here? I said, no. I, no. And he said, for, first he says, am I waking you up? And I said, well, it's 620. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it must be urgent I, because I originally said, who died? You know, because yeah. John, you know, everybody I know in the MIAC has already died. So uh, who died? But anyway, uh, so then I said, well, I know they were all unhappy, but I didn't know they'd created this much momentum. It's the St. Olaf president, even though what here's what drives me crazy. None of these wimps will stand up and admit it. Mm-hmm. Ever since, and I've known this for a while from St. Thomas sources, that when Caruso beat St. Olaf 70, 97 to nothing two years ago in Northfield with their new coach who used to work with with Caruso. And they got, I think they had a tackle run in a touchdown with 30 seconds to go to make a 97-0. The St. Olaf president went berserk. And I was told that at every conference meeting, this became the, what are we going to do about St. Thomas? Became the big issue. And 
and now they have found and and Hamlin is big on this too because within a three week period they beat Hamlin eighty four to nothing and uh, and sail off ninety seven to nothing. And and Hamlin, Jason Verdugo, the AD over there, who's a guy that hired Darwitz and has, has done some good stuff. Their baseball team plays at C.H. Field. Has thought when I talked to him was, okay, all we want to do is like finish in the first division, you know, because we're not a power. Well, now he's a guy who's decided St. Thomas shouldn't be in the league, although he denies it. But I've heard from good sources that he's very outspoken at league meetings. And the other one who is now the power is McAllister. McAllister, here's your school that is such a bunch of wimps. They won't play football. They went, they first, they stopped playing in the league. Then they went to the Midwest. Well, they're saying work, but they're trying like hell to get rid of St. Thomas to come back into the league to play football. Cause they don't want to get on the bus and go to Lawrence and Ripon and Grinnell and all over the Midwest. They want to play in this league, but they don't want to play in this league when St. Thomas, because they, they'd have to take that long bus ride three-quarters of a mile down Summit Avenue to play St. Thomas, right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, so they need nine votes to throw them out. Well, first of all, they got to change the bylaws because there's nothing to throw them out unless it's unethical behavior, which they they don't have anything. St. Thomas is a very an original MIEC member dating to 1920. So McAllister is making noise, and uh, Hamlin and St. Olaf, and then you got Carlton, which is helpless in football. But what's interesting is four non-football playing schools gets vote, votes. There's 13 teams. St. Mary's doesn't play uh, football, right? St. Kate's and St. Benny's, which are both all women, and uh, and McAllister, which mm-hmm. is, plays in a different league. Mm-hmm. And St. Kate's is going to vote against St. Thomas because they're mad at him because they started a more aggressive nursing program. Is what I hear. There's non there's non sports decisions. <laughs> Clearly, everybody's mad because they become such a monster. Yes, not only sports. It's not all athletics. Some of it's they've. Business, you know, they got a business school now, and a law, pre-law, and everything. They got all this stuff going, and so St. Katie's, which is they used to share classes right down the street, and has no impact on them, but they're going to vote against them. And uh, you know, they got to get. Here's the problem: Bethel, Gustavus, uh, Concordia, obviously St. John's. They could get together and stop this from happening, but then Augsburg, St. Olaf, Carlton, and uh, Augsburg, St. Olaf, Carlton, and Hamlin are all saying, "Well, then we're not going to play football against you. We're going to do what Matt McAllister did." So then they don't have a schedule. So the, and the MIC doesn't have the guts to say, "Okay, if you don't play football, you're out. We're throwing you you out of the league." So right. So it. Wow. People are. I've had people tell me it's fifty-fifty, but I've had other people tell me it's one hundred percent. They're going to toss them. But what are they going to end up tossing them on? What's the, going to be the well, reason? Well, they're going to have to change the bylaws and say they're uh, to come up with something that says they're not a fit for the conference because they're too enrollments too high and uh, and uh, stuff like this. You know, enrollments too high, or so they're going to they're going to have to make up something. Yeah. To get rid of. So them. what's St. Thomas saying about this? 
Well, they're trying to. Or what's the recourse? They're trying to wait. Well, I don't know if they'll go to court or not. I don't know. I these the, the courts really don't mess with these things. But I'm sure that uh, you know. I talked to Phil Eston, and just he gave me a, the new AD over there. We now know why Steve Fritz resigned. You know, retired after 50 years. <laughs> he didn't want this mess. But you know, St. Thomas should not be forced to go to D2. Why should they have to? Everybody said, "Oh, I'll just go to D2." We placed Augustana. Well, A, St. John's will stop playing them because it'll be D2, right? Right. And why should they be getting on a bus going to Wayne, Nebraska? You right. You know, they're an original member. They're, you know, I I think you can adjust the schedule. You know, if McAllister, the wimps, come back and start playing MIC football, you could have a first division and a second division and, you know, St. Thomas and St. The top division yeah. only play three games against the bottom division, so you don't have to get your ass kicked every other year. How quickly could this unfold? April 18th, the presidents are meeting to vote, and then the final vote will be the end of May. Or if, if April 18th, they'll decide if they're going to go forward with it or not. I think they will. Okay. They're going to go forward with it, and then and then uh, I, I don't know what they want St. Thomas to do, <laughs> except stop being good, you know. Now, now I like Russo, and uh, you know I've done a lot of stuff on him. He's a little flecky for me, but uh, beyond that, but they're you know they're, the uh, he he got him in big trouble by just kicking the living crap out of his team. You know, I there's a certain point when your third teamers are better than their first teamers, and I've always felt you're entitled to play your first teamers for an entire half, don't you? Sure, but yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so if he doesn't, you know, run it, up the but stole- it's not any different than pretty much any other D three con- conference. I mean, Mount Union is just Mount Union lost a game a couple of years ago in their conference out there in Ohio that ended like a hundred and eleven game winning streak or something in the conference. Now they aren't huge, but they kick the hell. This is all football based. They can talk about. I like the nursing school thing. Yeah, yeah. St. Kate's is mad at him because they they moved into their territory. St. <laughs> Mary's, I think, has got some complaint too about it. St. Mary's has got a big nursing school too. So, St. Mary's, which doesn't play football, is going to vote against. So, them. if you if you're the commissioner of the conference, though, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got more influence on the University of Minnesota than he does. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's got he's got nothing. You know, he's the presidents run the league, and it's a it's a president's initiative now. I t- somebody told me Augsburg's the key vote. That uh, Augsburg is uh, the football coach is all in on getting rid of him. Yeah, he, he went on eight this year, I think, in the league. Pretty good guy, Frank Hagee, but I don't know what happened to him. They had a terrible team, but uh, they I don't think have decided. But it is interesting. Jeff Swenson is the res- was the longtime wrestling coach. Built that Augsburg wrestling dynasty. Yep. I think Augsburg's bad because St. Paul's re- uh, St. Thomas's response to the Augsburg wrestling dynasty was to stop having wrestling about twenty years ago. But anyway, but I called Swenson the other day. He interrupted him. Then I know him, and we've been. He's always answered my calls, and and he said, "I'll call you." I got. I get out of meeting a half hour ago, and an hour later, I got the assistant vice president of Matt of of of. Holly of Augsburg so Communications no to call me. No, no one they're all talk. running like crazy. Oh, this is They're all running like crazy. But uh, oh. I don't know. I, I would imagine there's some 
legal recourse for St. Thomas. I don't know what it is. I just would think if it's not in your bylaws to have a reason to kick a team out besides unethical behavior, which obviously they're not going to be uh-huh. guilty of, that you just can't come down and say you're out in you know football. Positive Pat better find something here pretty quick because it's... We got five, this is, five minutes, this, Jonathan. This has pretty much been unchained, hasn't it? Oh, you know what we got? You know what? Let's spend, let's spend the end of the show, Positive Pat, can focus on the Twins. Well, uh... <laughs> It, I'd like to have Can a better. He? I'd like to have a better idea what we have. They have played so few games. Yeah, it's a joke. Well, this is awful. The Red Sox and the Cubs are both coming home for the first time after playing eleven games. Yeah, cool. these guys have played. They're, they're both get... awful. But Monday, so so we're recording this on Monday. Yes, Twins they're are not going to play. Two against the Mets. Maybe and then Thursday. It's supposed to rain, and the I, I, we, is it? I just talked to Timmy Kirkjian. It's raining gangbusters in Boston. And then Thursday, they're supposed to come back they're to play get... a weekend series. But we're supposed Friday. to get twelve inches of snow. Friday, we're going to get snowed out for sure. Uh, yeah, they're going to have played. Yeah, they won't play Friday because whether it's rain or snow, there's going to be something. And uh, so that'll be uh, 10 games in 16 days. It's a it's joke. Yeah. It is. It's a joke. Now, is this all because of getting them started here early to get them out of town for the Final Four? Why yes. do we have... Yes, we had to get out of town for the Final right, Four. Right, but why so what... many off? Like, why couldn't they build in... Well, no. What they By being on the road that often at that early, they were getting the other team's openers... Okay, yeah. So the same thing they do. Everybody now takes the, the day in, okay. off that built-in, if you're outside, takes that built-in day off. And then I I don't know why uh, some of these teams only had a two-game series. I, I don't know why that why that. Yeah, because the Mets but, opened against Washington over the weekend, so they could have, yeah. if they had played Speaking of, that's, my, that's another thing. You got Washington and the Mets right now. I think Positive might, Pat might be dead. Washington and the Mets – might be the best thing going in baseball right now because of the pitching matchups, right? Sure. I mean, they're fantastic. Sure. And you got these teams like blowing half their games against each other in the first two weeks of the frozen hey, the, season. The, the they're schedule, idiots. The schedule's they're awful. Idiots. Everybody says, well, what can you do? You take the 15 towns that you can play in, they're home for 10 days, the first 10 games of the year, and then you have a reopener. You reopen. You say, okay, this is our reopening Friday, right? Or whatever, Tuesday. Yes. And now we're reopening in 15 different cities. Isn't this great? And, man. This schedule's been bad for years, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they stopped 15 years ago. They stopped taking into any consideration whether you were going to be able to play or not. Yes. Manager Kelly, did I point this out? Manager Kelly, who we talked to today. And he'll be on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, points out that they had Tampa and Houston playing each other. Not only two warm weather cities, both have domes. Yeah, no, he's right. <laughs> and they're playing each other. No, he's exactly right. And they only play each other uh, once. You know, they. Yes, you know, I mean, yes. Yeah. The schedule makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Anyway, what? But uh, yeah, the Twins. Uh, I mean, I think we're all excited that. Willens Astadio is now uh, fighting Mike Trout to be the most popular player in a Major League Baseball. Isn't that? It's fun to watch him. <laughs> Man, he's fun to watch. It's he's a, a good player, too. Did you but... see Trevor May's great tweet the other day? No. He he gets a picture in front of Astadio's locker, and they're both kind of holding up a peace sign or something, and he says, cynics will say this is a fake. You know, like like he had the privilege of being in Astadio's <laughs> presence. <laughs> And I think the other positive, Pat, is 
Yes, Puig trying to take on the whole the whole Cincinnati with no previous involvement, the, right? The whole uh, Pirates team. He had no previous involvement. No, but it was fantastic. Oh. Holding on for dear life. The guy who was the little guy. I I said it was a, the guy looked like he was trying to tackle Jerome Bettis. You know, holding on to his leg, yes. and Puig, Puig was going to. I would get him. nowhere near Puig if I played for the no. Pirates. I would get nowhere no, near him. No. I'd say whatever you want to do to the. I pitcher. bet they suspend old Puig five games though. Oh yeah, I'm so, sure they will. Unbelievable. That oh. was that's my positive thing. Yay, Puig! All right, I think we're done. Unchained. We'll talk to you next week. Okay.